Today's episode of Pool Magazine Podcast is brought to you by Lion Financial. Partner with the leader in swimming pool loans to make backyard dreams come true. Lion Financial offers the best options in the industry, including rates as low as 2.99%, terms up to 30 years, and loans up to $200,000. Make your customers' dreams an affordable reality. Call Lion Financial today. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Danny Wang, one of the top designers working today. His Southern California-based design build firm has won numerous awards for their stunning designs and has established a reputation over the past decade as the go-to source for high-end luxury outdoor living concepts in SoCal. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today on the show, Danny. It was nice to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's our pleasure. Hey, listen, before we get started, I was hoping that you can give me a little bit of background about your firm and talk about how you first got started in the industry. So my firm started about 16 years ago, so 2006. And the, the way I got into the business is my dad was also a, a contractor. But the, the way I got into the business is um, I actually have a fin finance background in college in real estate development. And that was the field I was going to pursue. While pursuing that career, I figured, you know, construction is a big part of real estate development because that's usually what makes a number work. So I thought, you know what, my dad had a general construction company. Let me go work in construction and figure, figure out like, like how the numbers work, all that stuff. You know, so for the future, when I'm doing real estate development, I have a general knowledge of what's going on. Sure. You know, so I worked with my dad throughout the college and after I got out, you know, obviously we had a little falling out. So he kind of forced me to start my own business. And I did. So I started my own business when I was 24. I didn't know too much, but I knew that, you know, I wanted to do something on my own. So I started that and I started doing projects, small projects, big projects. And about five years, about six years ago, uh, I started dabbling into design and that was kind of eye-opening and that's kind of where it transformed me to what I do today. So you started off in construction and then you took a completely different trajectory. I mean, what was the catalyst? I mean, what made you begin to seriously focus on design? Um, so this was all by coincidence. I had a friend that reached out, you know, at during 2000, I think 2017. At that time, I had a lot of business and I made a mistake, right? I, uh, as a lot of people do, I, I took on way more than I could chew. Okay. And, you know, so I think at that time I had about uh, 50 projects in the, in the backlog and I was doing about 30 projects at once. And it was just, it was, it was brutal. And we were losing money left and right. And I thought, well, okay, I need to take a break from, from doing what I'm doing to catch up, right? And another, another is funny because another was a friend in the industry. He was like, well, how, how are you selling all these jobs? Because at that time, I didn't know, I, you know, at, at all I could design or my designs were like worth anything, right? Right. So he approached me. He's like, well, hey, I have this project. I want to bring you on to, as like a salesperson. So I was like, okay. You know, by then I was already doing some design, uh, design work. And, you know, so I went on the project with him. I designed the project. And, you know, of course, it was a pretty large project. It was like a seven, eight hundred thousand dollar project. 
and we and we closed it, right? Because that's that's usually the ballpark that you know we we work in. So we closed the project, and he actually turned to me. He's like, "Oh, you're actually you know you're pretty good at design." And at that moment, I didn't really like it didn't really register because that's the first time someone <laughs> someone's ever said that. Yeah, you're standing uh, in front of a mountain. You don't know how tall it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So previously, we well actually let's a little backtrack a little bit. The so I got into 3D design. So before I, I, you know, obviously I work with a lot of designers. I have my own designers under under in my company. And how I got into 3D design was we had this brief moment where all the designers were extremely busy with a project. And I had a couple of projects that I needed to push out. So I started doing, I started designing on my own. Right. I started using the software you know, it was really easy to use. I was like, okay, you know what? Everybody's busy. Let me help out, uh, start designing code projects on my own. Um, so that was kind of like the backstory, um, how I got into even touching a 3d design. And then fast forward about a year later, you know, that's kind of where I went with my friend. I said, you know, he was, I was helping him out and yeah, he turned to me and said, Hey, you're actually a pretty good at design. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Oh, I, I, that's the first time I ever heard, <laughs> heard of this, right? Like, I didn't, I didn't know that." So, you know, that kind of enlightened me. It's like, "Oh, if I'm really good at design, um, maybe I should pursue it, right?" And at that time, I could, and this is at the time I couldn't build anymore, right? Like, I couldn't build for like another two years uh, because we just have so many backlog. So I was like, you know what? But I have time to do design. So what I was, what I ended up doing was, I was doing my projects during the day, and at night I would go and go home and do design for like other other people, or I would just do design only. And that was roughly the same time that I started doing social media, and that was one of the things that just, you know, we start doing design. People see it on social media. Um, it kind of just took off from there. So I mean, you're totally self-taught on the design side. You didn't go to school for like architectural design or landscape design. Like a lot of these guys, I mean, you're kind of like the Jimi Hendrix of design you're just teaching yourself how to play the guitar, you know? Well, yes, yes and no. But I think what, what really helped was I work with a lot of designers and, you know, also I built their design. Right. Right. So I think it's, it's more of, I come from a different perspective. I come from the design from the building aspect. So it's like, okay, I'll see, I, I work with you know, a couple of top designers. I, I see what works and what doesn't work. And almost through like osmosis, you know, while building projects for them, their design philosophy kind of, you know, infuse onto me, right? And of course, I, you know, I see what works, what doesn't work. From then, we could also say, well, now how much farther could I push the boundary? Yeah, you say that like it's really like common. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I, that I kind know. of retention. I mean, most of the guys who work, you know, they're, they're doing their own thing. They're in their own lane, you know, and they, they're yeah. working hard and they're working on their own stuff. And it takes them years and years and years to pick up the vernacular and the vocabulary and be able to transcend that into their designs at such a pace that you've been able to do that. It's really remarkable. Yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, who are some of the designers that have influenced your style? It's actually one in particular. His name is Paul McLean, McLean Architecture or McLean Designs. They do a lot of really high end homes. And I remember when I was designing one time, I seen them build these crazy pools, you know, that's just massive, right? Right. And I looked to myself, I'm like, well, I mean, I know how to build that. 
I could do it. So I start. So I mean, that's really where a lot of these crazy pools and you know pools I wrap around the house, you know, things like that. That's kind of where I got a lot of the inspiration from. As well, I see him designing water features within his house, and you know, I said, well, I I could I built those things, right? So I could do that. I could do that as well. So I definitely learned. You know, got very inspired by by that. Sure. Paul McLean, who's another one? I mean, that's one of the things I don't really look at what other people do. Yeah, all right. um, yeah. We've been just looking at them. Um, you know, I, I get a lot of inspiration from, you know, just different. I think a little bit more is because I'm, I'm not from here. Right. So, you know, I'm dealing with kind of like global. So a lot of times I would look up, you know, resorts in Bali, resorts in Mexico, resorts in different various parts of the world and kind of understand their different design language, right? And then taking inspiration from that, converting into kind of my own language versus, you know, I know a lot of guys, they just kind of look at the stuff that's going on in the US, just kind of look at what other people are doing. So we're taking a little approach as like, okay, let's look globally, right? Let's say, okay, what are these people doing in Bali? What are these people doing in different parts of the world? And then taking, you know, inspiration from that, those and combining into, you know, what into what we're designing for our clients. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of designers that I speak to on my show who talk about how their work is changing people's lives. And that's true for the most part. I mean, but how has your life changed since you got involved in this industry? Well, my professional life, I mean, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not. I, I'm not really only a pool designer or builder. So we build a whole project. So let's say we'll do the whole house. And what I realized is, to me, the pools has become almost like a work of art, right? Because that's one of the elements that really could distinguish the different components of the house because each property is different. Each property is, you know, each client has different uses. Uh, so we kind of embrace using the pool. I mean, yes, functionally, yeah, you could swim and all that stuff, but really that's using that as kind of like a focal point of the whole entire house. So as we're designing the inside, doing the inside, we're also thinking about the outside. So how to incorporate the pool design element as kind of you know the focal point or feature of a house sure yeah i mean as you are approaching a stage in your career i mean many people know your name now i mean when we met long beach there were like folks that were tripping over themselves to shake your head <laughs> yeah. you on social media brother and i know they know the work but they don't really know the man i mean what inspires and influences your designs and what drives and motivates you to do what you do on a daily basis I think pushing the boundary, seeing what both technological and artistically, uh, I like to see what boundaries you could push, right? Like what have not people seen out, you know, that's been out there. So I think that part really drives me is being the creative innovative of, um, of the design and build. And I think also seeing a lot of people getting inspired because I was uh, I was in a pretty deep spot in my career um, a couple of years ago, but you know, media, seeing how many, you know, just kind of say, hey, you inspired me to do this. You know, that also kind of helped, I guess, make it more fulfilling. So it just kind of drives me to do more of it. So just drawing inspiration from the people that get inspired by you. I mean, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. You know, it, it kind of builds on itself. I mean, 
your following's following you because you're doing amazing work and then you're doing amazing work because you're getting all this momentum. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like an entertainer, right? It's just yeah. now there's entertaining people, also educating people. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we're, we, what I noticed is there's a lot of stuff because now through social media where we have a, a worldwide audience, right? Okay. So I didn't know that there were so many different types of building techniques and different elements, you know, through the whole world. So that's really eye-opening and I learned a lot. I see, you know, other, also other people learning a lot. So that just kind of, I think that's very interesting to me. Yeah, I will. You're well past the learning phase. You're more in the teaching phase now. When yeah. it comes to working with a homeowner, what is your approach for helping them conceptualize the backyard that they're really dreaming about? Well, lately they just, let me do my thing. <laughs> they just give you free reign. They say, Hey, make, yeah. me, make me something, blow my socks off, blow me away. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cause that's, that's kind of how we screen our clients, right? It's, it's, if they're going to be very involved in the process, I mean, that, that, that's okay. But you know, more and more what we like is, okay, you guys are hiring me. Let me do my thing. Let's, you know, I'll get it done. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if they come in with a preconceived notion, do you just weed them out immediately, or do you just no, no, no. Also, we don't, right? We we say okay. So what we'll say is we'll say okay. What are your needs and wants? Okay, let me take those and incorporate into my design, right? So of of course, I mean, it's not my house, right? So right. what we have to do is we still have to take what what they want, what they need. Uh, let's say if they have you know, jacuzzi, how many people jacuzzi, you know, they need waterfall, they need slide, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we'll take those elements and put it into what they want, what they need, and then we'll build, you know, we'll build a design around it. Well, you're going through that process with them. And you're going through your past portfolio of completed projects. What I love is like how clean and contemporary they are. There's like beautiful lines of sight on these pools and real attention yeah. to detail and the usage of the space. Yeah. Is a feng shui to these designs that really creates like a harmonious connection between the pool, the home, the backyard, and as it connects to the outdoor living environment. And as you're going through that hit list with them of what's important to them and what elements to add, I mean, what's kind of like your process of working through what's important to the homeowner? I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it usually only takes me about five to, ten, five to 15 minutes to do a design. So like when I walk in the house, I already know kind of what what it needs to look like you're just freestyling it no i'm not freestyling it it's almost like so before i discovered that i could design this is what i said now now looking back this is what i tell people when i go walk into someone's yard like literally an image of a project pops up in my head so that's something that yeah it just i see it i i don't know how to describe it like usually by the time i walk the yard talk to the homeowner the design is already done within like five to 15 minutes we built so many pools and it just, you know, you kind of draw the inspiration from inside, outside and say, okay, this is what we could do. And I mean, it's probably just based on experience, right? You, you build so many pools, you kind of know what, what could go on, what can't go on. Um, but yeah, I think that's really where, like, it's, it's not like I put a lot of thought into it, right? It's just like, okay, I go into the house and yeah, just these things pop up in my head and execute them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one, one thing that's been, been very, very different because uh, I have a lot of staff or, you know, they, they, they have to draw, they have to think a lot and just know, like, usually by the time I'm done walking a house, I'm, it's already been, it's already done designing. That's why it's very hard for me to explain. It's just like, I see these things in my head, right? It's just, that's just, that's just how it works.
Well, you've got people that are able to help you articulate those designs and be able to execute them in, in a really cohesive design plot plan for the homeowner. Yes. Um, what are some of the unique challenges that you face in designing and building these types of backyards in Southern California? Usually the client's budget. <laughs> I, I always joke around, I, like, you know, when clients ask me, what's, you know, what, what could I do better, right? I was like, well, your, your budget is limiting my creativity. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that, that shit works quite well. I mean, I have a lot of clients that's like, okay, you know what, go design whatever the hell you want. And then, you know, so I think that by, I mean, I, I don't think not everybody could say stuff like that, but I, I feel like we're very confident and telling our clients that it's like, okay, you guys, what's limiting me is your, is your wallet, right? Or, you know, a lot of times we'll say, okay, you guys go, let me do my thing. Let me build you a world-winning pool, right? So usually like once they hear that, they, they kind of let me do my thing. But again, I, I don't think everybody could say that, that confidently. And then also, I mean, other limiting factors, you know, also we're, also we're building very complex pool. So there's only a few people that calls execute it so a lot of times we we self we we build our own projects but now as i'm working in different parts of the country it's hard to find people that could execute the design just because there's you know technicalities and stuff like that so yeah so other challenges um i think terrain uh because we now that i'm designing all over the country i noticed that there's not as much like let's say example in florida there's no hills Right. So I think one challenge here is we do have a lot of mountains and a lot of my, a lot of my projects are on the slope side. So I think dealing with not just two dimensional design, now you have a three dimensional element that kind of puts another factor in there. Sure. You're dealing with a lot of high end clients, a lot of high end customers. I mean, what are some of the emerging design trends to look out for in outdoor living in 2022? I mean, what do you suggesting and what new elements and components are you incorporating into your projects these days i think bigger and crazier water features uh lighting lighting is very important uh we're using a lot more lighting versus you know just the traditional on and off we're doing smart lighting where we could actually control the water feature lightings so it could create it creates like a whole nother element of the design what kind of lighting uh, water like kind of like dmx or it's traditionally everybody uses led and it just changes color you know right right now we're actually using uh for a project of mine and of course this the new stuff is complex because i have to figure out how to do it we're, we're doing kind of like now you see leds they, they could have patterns so you could actually program them yeah right they'll run or they'll individually light up so using that to create like a pattern almost like a mute like a musical stage so I'm dabbling a lot into that kind of that kind of stuff just because I, I don't see it happening a lot in people's backyard. Sure. Also uh, incorporating a lot of living elements, you know, fire pits, you know, barbecues, you know, whatever you can think of. Now we're incorporating a lot of that element into also our pool and backyard. So a lot of focus on that. Um, again, a lot of indoor, outdoor living. Yes, yeah, things like that. So like I mean, seamless transitions from the indoor to the outdoor living space is what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So water. Yeah. I mean, water features, I think being able to control them, uh, crazier and bigger water features. All right. Shift gears a little bit, Danny. The pandemic was uh, a bit of a paradox 
you know, in, in terms of how it impacted pool builders. I mean, one thing it did was definitely it brought a resurgence of demand on improving the home in the backyard. I mean, it was like a veritable renaissance for uh, design build firms like yours. But how has the pandemic changed the way that you've been doing business over the past couple of years? It's led us to design a lot in, uh, remotely. So, so like Zoom and uh, GoToMeeting and stuff yes. like that? Yeah. And, and that's, that's allowed us to open different markets. So, yeah, well, you talked about how you're doing business in Florida, how you're doing business in Texas. I mean, talk a little bit about that. So I think that's re- really where the pandemic helped is it, real- it made us realize we can actually, well, because everybody kind of got, you know, accustomed to Zoom, right? So that allowed us to have, you know, Zoom meetings with clients that are, you know, thousands of miles away. So I think that really helped also brought a huge huge surge in our social media. So that in a sense brought us more clients because everybody's stuck at home, you know, using their phone. Mm-hmm. So that that's really where it helped a lot is uh, yeah, new bringing a lot of new markets and remote designing. Well, what were some of the challenges that came with doing business at a distance like that? Uh, finding good builders to work with different challenges, different city codes and just how, how different areas build and different, um, geology like different like soils and different you know just a lot of different things but we we we, you know we 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 kind of learn from a lot of it well talk to me a little bit about that Danny because you've been a California builder for a while all right now you're building in Texas you're building in Florida I mean what are some of the differences that you see as far as you know regulations codes standards things like that when you're building these kinds of projects so a lot of times I, uh, we haven't done too much projects in Texas that's that's just a very difficult market for us Right. Uh, due to cost so i mean but texas permits i guess a lot of places in texas record have very lax permit requirements so you could obtain permits within a day or two versus here i mean some municipalities it's you know weeks and months another one is florida uh, because florida i guess a lot of it is by the by the water i haven't had to do anything like that over here so that's, that's taught us a lot. It's like, oh, wow, okay, uh, you, different how to build pools when there's literally like a river next to it, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's challenging. I mean, I, I didn't know how, I, that's something I didn't know how to do, but uh, also working with people over there, that's that's what they do every day, right? Have you so had like that, have any where you had to build like a seawall or something like that? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, you know, that's concerns. Okay, when you dig this pool next to it, how... But because we're working with local builders, they they handle that, right? So that's right. one aspect that I don't think about. But after working with, over there, it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. You can't just build, you know, it's, it's more like technical. I mean, it gets done. It just, it's eye-opening to see how how it gets done. Sure. I mean, yeah. what, what are some of the other challenges other than, you know, construction-related that you've faced over the past couple of years, just keeping up with unprecedented demand that we've seen? Supply chain issues, even people that we work with, they have, they have labor problems, poor equipment that used to be able to pick up, you know, the day of install. Now it takes, you know, now it's just scrambling to get them. Right? right. So those, those are very challenging. Another challenging thing that working remotely is building that connection. It's like, okay, who could, who's good, who's not. It's working with different type of personalities. That's a little bit challenging. I think communication, that's a little bit tough as well, because now you're, you're working on projects, you know, thousands of miles away versus 
And locally, if, if there's some problem that come up, you could resolve it rather quickly. Uh, now it's a little bit, so just different. It's, it's not more difficult, difficult. I think it's just different. Yeah, it's tough to put out a fire that's like 3,000 miles away, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's why more and more we, we try to only work with people that are kind of more savage in the business. So then that, that way we, we, we have less of that. Sure. Well, as we transition into this like post-COVID environment, I mean, are you seeing things begin to return to normal more or less? No, not yet. <laughs> it's still yeah, crazy, it's right? Still, it's still very crazy, yes. So, I mean, what do you perceive the market's going to look like in the upcoming years? I mean, we're dipping into an area now where it's a little bit of the unknown, like we're seeing a lot of inflation, recession. I mean, what do you, what do you think is, is going to be the outcome for the next two years? Well, I think you're going to see a consolidation because we've seen this before in 2008 when, you know, Aussie were, this can't keep on forever. So I'm not sure if we're going to hit into a recession, but definitely a lot of consolidation. Um, you have companies that are, that are taking on way too much project, uh, can't deliver. You're going to see record number of companies bankrupting. Mm-hmm. So it's going to, I think it's going to, be more of like an equilibrium. The companies that that do well, they'll still be in, they'll still be in business. And you know, there's a lot of new people that you know either jump in or they have weak financials or weak operation. They're gonna get flushed out. So I think consolidation. Yeah, this kind of market conditions is definitely like a uh, a, a cracker shaker. You know that uh, the 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 small pieces kind of fall to the bottom. You know. Yep. So yeah. So we're just wearing that. I mean, we're sitting. We're sitting. You know, we're not getting too greedy. We're not trying to. You know, have crazy egos. We're just staying tight, do our thing, and then you know, let it work itself out. That's a solid idea. I mean, I I know a lot of people have got that uh, wait and see outlook. You know, you know, but it does look like from what we're seeing on our side that you know demand is beginning to kind of deflate from what it was the past prior two years yeah but that's okay i mean we'll i mean i'm totally okay with that because you know right now we'll say you know let's say we get 100 phone calls i can only take on one job realistically right. so even if it drops to 10 i take on two jobs that's you know that's where you'll win right <laughs> so absolutely yeah so i mean for me i'm not for us I'm, we're not too worried about that well what's up and coming for you this season i mean are there any exciting projects that you're looking forward to Yes, because we're doing the whole project. We're doing a lot of whole home projects coming up. So not just the pool. We also have the interior, exterior, furnishing, pretty much like a whole entire project. Uh, also, you know, now we're building all these outdoor resorts. I'm going to start dabbling to some of my own properties. So either Airbnb or maybe boutique resorts, uh, maybe getting some hospitality. Um, so stuff like that. So that's something different. So what were you saying? You're developing your own investment properties, yeah. and you're, so you're like so own. like an Airbnb, right? So like yeah, okay, yeah. Now we're, we're building you know multi million dollar pools for private clients. You know why not build a really cool outdoor living space for people that could come in, you know, enjoy, right? Rent it out. Definitely like Florida, certain parts of California. Uh, that, that's that's on the list. Very cool. Yeah, so I think that's a little bit different because now it's like instead of providing outdoor living just for super wealthy people, now you could, I mean, now you could, you know, the, the concept was, you know, if you can't afford it, you could like come and enjoy it, right? 
So the net net is you're thinking about building your own Danny Wang brand of uh, hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. Hospitality. That's, that's really interesting. And then a lot of uh, products. So outdoor products, you know, so now we're kind of getting to also de- developing like product development. So a lot, lot, lots of things going on. Well, your social media following is crazy. I mean, you get something like a million on Instagram, like 2 million on TikTok. I don't see a problem with you uh, building up a brand of your own, man. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what we're focusing on. So we're you know talking with tile manufacturers, we're talk, talking with you know fire pits. So we're we're gonna start developing product lines for the outdoors and, and indoors as well. Very cool. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that, Danny. Make sure to check out Pool Magazine for the upcoming article with Danny Wang. You can listen to the Pool Magazine podcast and our interview with Danny on podcast.poolmagazine.com. Thanks so much for being with us here today, Danny. Yeah, thank you for having me. Today's episode was brought to you by Lion Financial, the leader in swimming pool loans. Lion Financial offers the best options in the industry, including rates as low as 2.99%, terms up to 30 years, and loans up to $200,000. Thank you so much for listening in. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.